You're listening to Europe Calling with Terry Whitehead and Vince Tracy. All the news from Spain and the UK. Things you might have missed. So a very good day. Welcome everybody. It's the 10th of March 2022. Well, normally I will be talking to Terry at this time, but um, Terry has got uh, something that's cropped up, and in actual fact, it's a bad tooth. So, Terry, if you're listening in, uh, obviously we're thinking about you because your tooth is, um, well, the molars are particularly painful. I can remember those days. Um, very, very luckily, I was able to contact Emilio Bellagios, who uh, was with us many, many times on our uh, earlier podcasts. And Emilio uh, has had a career in English teaching, so uh, we are lucky that most of what we talk about, I think, should be pretty understandable. And um, obviously, I will have to speak a little slower and make sure that um, I've been understood each time we uh, are talking about something so without any further ado i'm getting into the car we're going across the mountain range and i would be traveling roughly an hour and a quarter i think to get to where i would find emilio so first and foremost let's make sure we have a contact and uh, emilio a very good evening and welcome to the podcast tonight thank you very much good evening everyone Okay, well, it's great that um, I've been able to contact you because I did say that the minute I um, have an opening, I would get back to you. And I hope that this means that you realize that um, I've kept my word. Um, Now, we're talking in very, very strange times, uh, very, very not just unusual, worrying times, times that I think people like yourself and myself um, would have spoken about in the past but we hoped they would never arise. So, um, first and foremost, um, what do you get is the mood within Spain about the, um, the, the, this catastrophe that's happening in Ukraine? Do you think most people see it totally from the point of view that uh, Russia has done something with Putin, uh, obviously, at the helm, something that's totally and utterly unacceptable, or do you ever hear anybody saying anything different? Well, the normal people in the street, obviously, they they reject and they are all well as shame of the human being of this this man over there. Um, we we are more worried about economics, uh, unemployment, and all the normal, usual uh, problems. And the, the last thing we, we would expect is to have this uh, made extremely bigger and, and more dangerous and everything going more and more expensive. And obviously, that's only the, the economical part of, of it. But obviously, the tragedy of all those people crossing the frontiers through Poland, uh, many of them are, of, well, many, some of them arriving here in Spain, some of them even in Villajoyosa, I've heard that we are uh, getting uh, in Caritas people coming from Ukraine, people from La Cala de Villajoyosa, where there is a, a small communities of Ukrainian um, um, getting all those people. So it is such a terrible tragedy that uh, from normal people, uh, obviously what the only opinion you get is a, 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 an utterly rejection to, to this uh, a, a, um, in unjustifiable action of, of Putin. They're the only people who, who are, I heard is are more, uh, f- uh, con- what's the word? Well, like um, may, maybe not, not um, trying to, to to give less importance to uh, the the red the red uh, party from from Podemos that well they only speak about well diplomacy diplomacy that uh, they are for peace and diplomacy and that they are for peace and obviously when when 
they have invaded your country, I think the diplomacy has very, very little to do. But it's, it's always the, the, their speech that they are for peace, they are not for war, and that everything we do to help Ukraine is, is uh, helping the war instead of helping the peace. I don't know in which uh, planet they, they live, but, uh, well, uh, it's, it's what, uh, what we hear every day in the news. I know, like I go to church, I know that uh, you go to church, so I can maybe ask you a couple of things which uh, other people might not want to talk about, which uh, are things like, um, you know, when when I when I go to church, I would like to hear some form of guidance from the pulpit, from the from the clergy, from the priest. I didn't seem to get that in either of the two churches that I tend to go to on a regular basis. Do you get anything in your church that tends to give you a guidance as to uh, really anything that uh, we might want to consider? Well, um, not a guidance of, of, of what what to do because well, I, I don't know if, if really from 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 the pulpit for the priest can can direct us. Um, what we obviously hear is that we have to support them, that we have to give money, that we have to help these people, that we have to pray for for peace and all that. But um, what uh, you mean by guidelines? No, I don't hear any guidelines uh, in church. Mm, okay. Um, what I, what I meant is is guidance as to things that uh, have been prophesized, um, things that uh, you know, like for example, Fatima, um, things like uh, the popes who have not read maybe the messages that were given by Our Lady when she visited uh, the peasants. And uh, this is not just on one occasion, but on on several occasions. Is that anything th that people talk about that you've been in any conversations? Has has it cropped up at all? Has anybody no, said anything? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. People don't, don't know about uh, about uh, these things. And I suppose uh, if, if you go into this kind of thing, prophecy, something like that, uh, I think uh, maybe <clears throat> uh, even Christians, maybe they would say, oh, that's, that's strange. That's, I think they, they don't want to go into these things. No, I don't think so. Okay, um, right. I'm looking at a website which gives us the uh, sort of headlines that um, I'm expecting you will be aware of. So I'll, I'll look first at things that we might be able to discuss. Um, for example, it's um, telling me that there will be the government in Spain will give temporary protection for foreigners living in Ukraine and the Spanish government will automatically grant residence and work permits and other and offer health, education, accommodation and financial support to Ukrainians obviously caught up in this terrible situation. Um, do you think, and from what I know of Spain, uh, I, I would be very surprised if maybe this isn't the case, uh, but do you think most Spanish people feel straight away that if it needs to be offered as a residence, then it's given? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think uh, I think most people would would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you see, one thing that is um, always uh, difficult to understand is uh, when you read in a newspaper, which I have on many occasions uh, read in the newspaper that um, you know we have problems with uh, people trafficking and um, people. Uh, often get uh, into trouble and they're from that particular country. Now, obviously, um, you know, it. you want everybody that needs uh, support and shelter straight away to get that. Um, but if the government's immediately saying, like, for example, on Tuesday, March the 8th, 
the council ministers agreed to include Ukrainians in the 2001 temporary automatic protection directive and uh, which is um, the first time apparently and the the number of Ukrainians here in Spain um, one one hundred and eleven thousand four hundred and thirty are registered here which is really quite a lot um, as so I mean, if you've got people like there's apparently there's about 16,000 who were residing in the country irregularly. In in other words, you know, coming and going. Um, Do you think there's any danger in if you if you let just everybody in straight away, like Britain seems to be taking a different line? They seem to be looking very carefully at permits Do you think Spain needs to do that or you just say open doors and if we have people that cause us problems, then obviously um, we'll have to sort it out when when it happens? Well, um, uh, in Spain, if we speak about the politicians, the the government and and the left wing, they they are very much open to to let everybody in. um, mainly from uh, from Africa uh, through the Mediterranean, they, they are very much open to let everybody in. Uh, it's only the um, the right wing uh, box, the one who who are against against uh, letting everybody in, because obviously they they come uh, in, in a very regular way, um, well jumping the uh, the frontiers uh, in Ceuta and Melilla and coming in pateras uh, by sea with those uh, well open arms uh, uh, ships and all that and um, box is the only one who is uh, saying that this is a kind of of calling them a, 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 a calling effect they call it that whenever they they take some refugee another thousand are coming and when you take a few more another thousand are coming so um obviously uh is is against that but in the case of ukraine um the uh, the the position is is different we i think we feel more close uh, to ukrainian people because well they they are European. They are more in our faith. They are more uh, Christians. They obviously the situation is a, 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 a real war, an invasion, which is different from from many Africans that just come for 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 economical reasons. So the situation with Ukrainians is is much uh, better and. I don't think uh, most people uh, are against uh, them coming. Good. We, we, I don't know why, but I think we trust uh, that the Ukrainians will will fit better in the country. It's something like if uh, people from South America, they have the, the same language, they have more connections with Spain, so we are not so much afraid of, of, uh, of, of those ones. But the, the ones coming from Africa, they are different religion, different language, different culture. Uh, they don't integrate. So we make a difference between immigrants in that case. OK. Um, obviously, like a lot of people, I have been reading a lot more about Ukraine and finding out a lot more about its history. Um, were, were you surprised about some of the facts of what uh, Ukraine has, like even the size of Ukraine, for example, and then, uh, for example, the amount of uh, foodstuffs that are grown there and the amount of minerals that are found there. Was it something that you knew about anyway or was it something that really you're, you're beginning to understand more from all the information we're getting? Well, yeah, I knew very little about Ukraine. I knew about the size. I think it's something similar to Spain. The population is also similar. I know they they grow a lot of vegetables, a lot of wheat, and I think uh, corn as well. But that was all I knew about them. Um, Not much more. Apparently... And obviously, uh, sorry, uh, on the problems that they had uh, eight years ago with... uh, with Crimea and all the problems with the Russian, but but apart from that, no, I didn't know much mm. about them. Uh, the 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 one thing that interests me is that um, the, the, there are two sides to this, uh, and it, it's 
almost like um, there is nothing being said about the problems that had been caused beforehand. There's nothing that will uh, justify what's happening. So uh, put that to one side for a minute and uh, we wonder whether or not there should have been an intervention um, really round about 2014, whether or not maybe we should have all been a bit more interested in seeing both sides of the story at that time. What do you think? Well, yeah, obviously, uh, the more you know about the situation, um, the more you understand and it is maybe easier to, to get a, um, a more fair judgment. But, uh, well, we are busy with our things, with our news, with our own problems in Spain, with our uh, football matches, and we are more interested in other stuff. So, no, we don't really know the the the, the real uh, well what is underground the tension they had there if there were pro-russians if they were uh, in a kind of fighting against each other if there was uh, regions that are more pro-russian and regions that are more pro-europe no i i am afraid we we don't know no that. i i mean i feel like everybody else that you know we should have known a bit more about some things like for example uh, I wasn't and I hadn't been as aware that the um, the Chernobyl plant, for example, and the amount of nuclear um, weapons that were in the Crimea and in Ukraine um, before, you, you know, before all this kicked off. And um, the, the the fact that Russia, um, as Russia itself and Ukraine were like siblings, if you like, um, and they were both trying to make sure they were the biggest part um, of maybe the separation when the uh, Ukraine um, and the other countries managed to get away from being just part of the USSR. Um, okay, I'm going to play a quick jingle and then I'll turn to something else. Okay. It's Europe calling with Terry Whitehead and Vince Tracy. Items in the news that you might have missed. Europe calling. Okay, so uh, we have Emilio Bellagios with us tonight. Many, my big thanks to Emilio for joining me and a reminder that Emilio um, is from Spain obviously and his first language is Spanish so I've got to make sure that we understand each other as we look at the second talking point tonight and there have been violent clashes I'm reading between German and English football ultras in Sevilla and this is caught on video and apparently the centre of Sevilla descended into chaos on Wednesday night that's last night uh, when West Ham United fans from uh, England violently clashed with Eintracht Frankfurt ahead of a European League league match. Um, Frankfurt apparently had defeated uh, Real Betis earlier that evening and hundreds of West Ham supporters had already flocked to the Andalusia City ahead of the match with the Sevilla team on Thursday UEFA actually brought the Betis game forward by a day in an attempt to avoid any trouble, but shocking football uh, footage has emerged of brutal fighting between German and English football fans in the city centre. Now, I don't know about you, Emilio, I, I, I can't really understand people like this because I love football, um, but when you actually see a group of... Um, you know, football supporters going to another country and causing trouble. So this is from both sides. Um, I'm really, really surprised that, um, you know, people don't respect another country and they behave like this. Um, what do you think as a Spanish gentleman, obviously hearing this type of news? Well, uh, let me get this clear. You meant that uh, the the problems we were between German supporters and English supporters. Yeah, um, I'm reading it here that uh, witnesses reported Sorry. seeing 
seeing Frankfurt Ultras. These are the very extreme fans uh, forming a large coordinated group before confronting the West Ham supporters. And videos show the scene quickly turning violent as bottles were thrown and fans carrying huge wooden sticks attacked. One video shows tables and chairs being thrown outside the Irish bar before the Sevilla police stepped in and people behind the camera can clearly be heard shouting, come on West Ham. Um, I mean, really, the these sorts of things you expected maybe back in the 1980s, but you wouldn't really expect them to be happening today for me. What do you think? Well, you know that I, I am not so keen on football as, as you are. Um, and uh, mm, I think football... Um, uh, when you have a, a mass, uh, um, a group of people, a large group of people, and you have alcohol as well, and uh, I don't think those are really football fans. I think they are the, the violent people that they like uh, fighting, and they use football as an excuse. Uh, I don't think they are really... Or if they are, uh, they become football fans because that gives them the chance to be in a group and and fight the way they like and behave the way they like. And uh, I think that this is the the people that they like violence, they like uh, shouting, fighting, and uh, it's a, a type of people that for, for most of us we don't understand uh, because well we understand that football is is uh, can be a, a sport where you have values of uh, um, well respecting the other fair play and all that that we say about football but uh, obviously when you see all those fights there is nothing nothing positive there are no values just uh, uh, um, counter counter values if we can say that so I don't think they are real fans they get into football because it's the means they have to to, to behave as they do. I think they are just violent people and, and they look for the atmosphere when they can proceed with violence. If it were, instead of football, it were rugby or it were a concert or something like that, I think they if they find the, the nice, the, the good atmosphere for a fight, they will find that, that atmosphere. That's my, my belief anyway. No, I, I agree with you. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, I remember when I was on the radio in France and uh, we had a big, big incident between uh, some Liverpool fans and um, I, I think it was Belgium fans that, that uh, the problem was with. But whichever way, I had people phoning up asking why all the English are hooligans and they're not all hooligans. It's something that uh, the, the hooligan finds the place they can go and be hooligans. And you don't really get this in rugby. It's a funny thing. Um, you don't get this sort of violence in rugby. You you have a totally different mindset. The people that go to watch the game don't seem to be like this. So um, it's interesting to see that you felt like that because this is exactly the way I feel. I feel that um, they look for the way that they can use the, um, uh, the venue and, of course, everybody outside having a drink uh, you know they are likely to be a little bit more high-spirited um, so it's always been a little bit of a flashpoint but it's just horrible okay I'm going to move on to another one then because we were talking about the um, the sunflower seeds which are um, grown or the sunflowers sorry which are, are grown in Ukraine and I'm reading here that bakeries in Spain only have enough sunflower oil to last another two to four weeks. Uh, Russia's ongoing military offensive um, is beginning to strangle European economies with the cost of oil, gas and fuel reaching unprecedented highs and the shortage supply um, of grains from the besieged country threatening the agricultural se uh, sector. The confectionery industry in Spain has become the latest casualty and has warned that without an injection of raw materials from abroad, it only has reserves to last another few weeks. I mean, having uh, immediately read this, uh, other people in Spain will be reading it. And of course, you half expect everybody to rush out and try and buy the stuff now. 
Um, in recent days, several of the major supermarkets have begun rationing the sale of Sunflower oil as panicked customers have cleared the shelves. Around 70% of the sunflower oil imported by sweet and bakery companies in Spain comes from the UK, Ukraine, and if this stock isn't replenished soon, the industry simply won't have the ingredients to make its pastries, cookies and chocolate treats. Um, this is the uh, director of the Produlce uh, Asociación, and um, his name is Ruben Moreno. And you see straight away that obviously it's a lot more important um, than obviously people would have thought of beforehand uh, because you've got this um, you've got this country that you don't know enough or we didn't know enough about certainly most people won't know, know enough about it and uh, yet you still find that um, you know it's only when something like this happens and we have the um, the panic and the panic buying that it gets home to people that we're a very global global society and we rely on other parts of the world now don't we yeah well uh, i've heard um, something like that on on the spanish news but i i don't really think that's a big problem here in spain running out of sunflower oil i uh, we have a lot of olive oil so that would be good for for the all um, people producing olive oil in spain and there are many other kinds of oil, uh, of oil we can use. We have colza, we have uh, um, I, uh, colza uh, and soja. Uh, I, I, I don't remember another name, but th there are other vegetables, oils that, that we can use. I don't think that would be a problem. They are also speaking that if there is a, a shortage of this, we can get um, um, well wheat or oil from uh, from um, from, Amer from South America, from the United States. The only problem from from the United States is that the wheat and and maybe uh, I don't know the oil. It is from transgenic um, uh, uh, crops. But obviously, in a situation of of extreme need, I don't think many people would matter if the if the if the um, wheat is transgenic or not. So I don't see much of a problem. Okay. I understand that some people, I just want to mention about the supermarket. Uh, I think we, we, we are, or some kind of people panic because we've been educated in the last two years about uh, the, this um, coronavirus. And if you remember when the, su the supermarket was, uh, well, mm, mm, in, in that case, they were short of the, the toilet paper. Can you imagine yes. toilet paper and also uh, um, flour and things like that? <laughs> and I think some people still have in mind that situation. And when they hear the, the, the slide, is knew that uh, that may happen again. Oh, they run, uh, they quickly run to the supermarket and and get lots of of oil or, or flour that eventually they they, they won't use in, in months. So yeah. I don't expect that to be a problem, honestly. Okay, now um, I'm looking at uh, things. I always look for things that I think you're not likely to see, but often I'm talking to uh, the English-speaking community. And so it'll be interesting to see if you, as a Spanish gentleman, will maybe have seen this. But uh, it's a guy named uh, Pablo Gonzalez uh, by his lawyer. And he's a freelance reporter working for online media Publico and the La Sexta television channel. And ABW agents have detained a Spanish citizen of Russian origin. This is the guy that I've just identified, uh, and he's an, uh, an agent for the GRU, the Russian Military Intelligence Agency. Poland's ABW agency have uh, apprehended this gent. Uh, it's accused Gomonzales of conducting his business for Russia while taking advantage of his journalist status. His lawyer, Gonzalo Boy, known in Spain for representing Catalonia's exiled former leader, uh, Carles Puigdemont, uh, confirmed the charge late on Thursday of this week. 
Um, Pablo Gonzalez is accused of an espionage offence and is in temporary detention at the prison in Reszkow in southern Poland. ABW, that's the the, uh, Polish uh, agency, said it detained him on the night of February the 27th in the southern border city of Premzy, where he had been for a couple of days. He was preparing to travel to Ukraine. Uh, Before ABW's announcement, media watchdogs expressed concern over the journalist's situation. Reporters Without Borders tweeted on Thursday that he was detained for more than 72 hours without any credible explanation. He's had no access to his lawyer, which is a denial of his fundamental rights. Now, um, have you seen this story or have you heard about it? I'm afraid no, Vince. I cannot tell you anything about that. No, I haven't heard that. Okay. Sorry. Okay. It, it, look, it doesn't matter. It's based around the fact that I've picked it up. Um, and obviously, if I can see it, um, then obviously it is available for a lot of people to maybe see. But um, mm. it shouldn't really surprise us if there would be the odd person who works as a spy, because it seems to be that people are busy trying to spy wherever you are in the world these days. I mean, you know, it just really surprises me um, that uh, we have so much of this sort of intrigue and mystery on TV. And when you look at the TV programmes, it would appear that, you know, it, it seems to be everywhere that nobody seems to be able to want to just live in peace and get on with each other. I really find it quite... Um, I won't say depressing because I don't let it dwell on my mind, but, you know, it's a shame that people just can't get on with each other anymore. Do do you get that feeling at times? Mm, Well, uh, I don't get that feeling in the street, uh, but I think that feeling uh, you can get it in in Twitter or Facebook or these things, but uh, I am afraid I cannot give you a... Uh, um, a, a relevant uh, opinion in this because I don't have Twitter. I hardly use uh, Facebook. So the 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 fights I know is from from what I hear in in radio uh, conversations, in radio uh, podcasts, or in in radio programs. Uh, and seems to be that uh, in those uh, social media. People um, sometimes like when they drive, they they from the anonymous from being anonymous, they, they are able to to say well all sorts of awful things to everyone. And but uh, in the street uh, in Spain, I I don't see that um, any any kind of of violence generally speaking. Well, having said that, I had my bike stolen last night. Oh, but <laughs> oh. Uh, but I suppose that's that's not a, obviously a, a big thing. I no, I think people in Spain are more worried now of getting out of the the uh, coronavirus, uh, looking forward to to uh, uh, Easter time, to holidays, and um, that that's what I feel. I may feel a kind of um, distance or. Or rejection if you wear or not if you are wearing or not a mask. Since now it's not compulsory wearing a mask, I think people who are still very afraid of getting coronavirus, you can feel a little bit that they don't like if you are not wearing a, a mask. It's the only feeling I can tell you I can see in the street. Okay, um, I'm going back to the newspapers and I'll pick up another article. Stand by. Okay, so uh, this is more worrying, actually. Um, And as I say, these are in the newspapers in Spain, in English. And obviously, we should be getting the same information in Spanish for the Spanish people. So I'm hoping that you have maybe heard something about this. But China has now blamed NATO and the US 
for pushing Russia to breaking point as it continues to seesaw over Vladimir Putin's barbaric invasion of Ukraine. The communist country is yet to condemn the invasion despite saying it is deeply worrying and wanting to take a lead in negotiations between the warring countries as it strategically tries to avoid picking a side due to diplomatic ties. But China, uh, the latest comments indicate a support for Russia, supporting Putin's claim the war was caused by NATO and backing his legitimate security concerns. At a daily news briefing, Foreign Ministry uh, Zhao Lijian today said that China's position on the war is consistent and clear-cut. But when asked whether China was ready to label the war as a Russian invasion, he replied, I don't think the question is of uh, any point. Um, no, so before I read you more of this article, uh, have you heard anything at all? And if you haven't, do you find that sort of a little bit alarming that, you know, China doesn't seem to um, want to immediately say, no, Russia has done something bad and it shouldn't be doing it? Well, well, what we we hear in Spain here in the news is obviously that, that China and Russia, they are um, allies, they, they, they back each other. So we are not surprised in that China is is uh, in that position no that is not a surprise we 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 are aware of that um is the same as uh, the the left parties podemos and people and venezuela and uh, uh, we they are all in the same in the same block so we are not surprised that china is is back in russia but obviously uh, i understand uh, that that uh, chinese interests are very much in economy so uh, if there is a war, the, the, I don't think they are winning anything. So uh, what we've heard um, um, recently as well is that China is trying to somehow uh, intermediate to, to, well, to influence over, over Putin, over Russia, to see if they can take things under control, which I suppose uh, is maybe a good idea because obviously China is, is very powerful and, and I think... Uh, uh, Russia would would listen to Chinese uh, more than than other countries. So well, of uh, yeah, I think maybe China would would be a help to to try to 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 stop or to at least to to start some some conversations. Okay, now again from the same article, China generally opposes sanctions and frequently dodges restrictions to trade with North Korea, Iran and Venezuela. Uh, this is obviously coming from the U United States investigations. Uh, China shares nearly $150 billion in trade with Russia and anti-Kremlin sanctions could be damaging for its own economy. And so the Russian banks said they plan to issue cards using China's union pay system because obviously at the moment uh, Russia cannot use Visa and MasterCard which of course has been uh, suspended from use by Russia in the other countries now. Uh, Zhao, this is the, ch the Chinese um, spokesperson, added that wielding the stick of sanctions at every turn will never bring peace and security but cause serious difficulties to the economies and livelihoods of the countries concerned. He said China and Russia will continue to carry out normal trade cooperation, including oil and gas, and will continue uh, in the spirit of mutual respect, equality and mutual benefit. But he also pledged humanitarian aid to Ukraine, including food and necessities worth 5 million yuan, that's about £600,000 sterling, as China walks its diplomatic tightrope. China has been seen uh, as a bellwether on whether Russians' invasion would spark similar territorial conflicts elsewhere, with Xi wanting to stake his claim on Taiwan. The superpower uh, abstained in United Nations votes to condemn Russia's actions and has refused to label it as an invasion. China's friendship with Russia was strengthened last month 
when Vladimir Putin attended the opening ceremony of the Beijing Winter Olympics on the same day that the countries declared a no-limit strategic partnership and about 30% of oil and gas produced in Russia is now sold to China. So, really, um, do you think that possibly, looking around our own country here and Spain, do, do you think that maybe we've relied a little bit too much on Spain um, allowing these massive great Chinese warehouses, the Todo shops, um, and places like you go, you can go to Madrid, you can go to Valencia, and you can find areas where you cannot go into the warehouses uh, because nobody will speak um, Ch um, Spanish to you. Um, I was watching a programme on one of the uh, Spanish TV uh, channels and when the reporter was going in to try and ask what was going on in this particular warehouse, um, the Chinese people didn't want uh, the reporter to be in there. I think the programme was Cali Heros, which I'm sure you know and will have seen. Um, I mean, is that nothing? Does nobody seem to even worry about these types of things? Mm, well, uh, I don't. I don't have a feeling that people are uh, are worried about that or, or think about that. Uh, I I understand that Chinese shops, all these these big massive shops that we have everywhere. Um, I think they started just because they 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 had uh, very cheap stuff, and no, I don't find them so cheap nowadays. But they they are now in in strategic places, in good places, so. They, they, they are a good business and and I don't think Spanish people worry too much about if if they speak uh, uh, the language or not because oh, well all you have to do is pick something and go and pay for it hmm. so uh, Chinese is a, or China is such a big country with so many people that they can well uh, export people and and, and shops uh, and shop everywhere in the world and, and that's what they are doing i uh, um, i am afraid that they are so powerful that uh, they can do so many things that we are not aware of um, i also heard that they are buying well very much strategic uh, lands in in africa south america yeah uh, growing lands and, and, and lands with uh, with raw materials which obviously China is 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 a threat for for for, for the rest of the world, mm -hmm. but um, how conscious are the people in general? I don't think we are much con we have much conscience of that. Well, I mean to be fair, um, I you know I, I I can understand exactly what you're saying because unless you're totally immersed in what's going on by reading the papers and and making yourself know a lot more about what's happening. Um, then you know you can put your head under the uh, under the cover and uh, not realise that a large part of your economy here is now taken over by 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 the Spanish people who keep the um, sorry the Chinese um, traders who are keeping the Spanish people from selling stuff which you know could be part of the Spanish economy. Whereas my my. Yeah feeling is maybe a lot of this money goes out of Spain and back to China. Well, uh, uh, what I think is that um, uh, with, the, the, with this uh, war with, with Russia and Ukraine, we, we, we want to, to see uh, the, the good side of it. Maybe it makes us realize many things like that, that we should uh, look at more after our own products, even if they cost a little bit more. They are probably better quality. The food in Spain is good. Uh, that we we need to have our own uh, well um, electricity means to produce our own electricity means to produce our uh, very basic needs. And uh, now it's we we should realize because so far we we are too busy watching football <laughs> that's why remember I, I told you i don't i'm not so keen about football because football for me is the the, the well 
the, the opium of, of, of the people because they, they are thinking of last last night Real Madrid PSG from Paris yeah. and uh, that's the most important thing in, in last night that was the most important thing it didn't matter the war in Ukraine but the football match uh, uh, the brilliant football match of Real Madrid everybody is talking about that you know on the hmm. radio programs so uh, we have our minds in our things, and, and the Chinese have their minds in their business, and, and they are making a big profit, obviously. Have you been to the, uh, like the Chinese trading estate in Valencia, which is not that far from here, really? It's only about an hour in the car. Um, have you seen that place? Have you seen the number of factories that it's up by the airport? No, no, I'm afraid I haven't. No, no. Okay, I think you'd be quite surprised, um, Emilio. I think if you actually drove through it, and there's, I mean, mm -hmm. there's probably the same in most of the major cities in Spain. Um, and like everybody else, mm -hmm. I mean, I do actually like visiting these shops. And there's one in Altea uh, on the main road, the N332, which is absolutely amazing. But, okay, I'll um, look for another topic then, because um, re really, I think, um, you know, it's so there's so much going on. Um, let me see. I'll pick this one. Stand by. Okay, so uh, 6,000 tonnes of rubbish will be transferred from Gibraltar, Gibraltar, of course, in Spanish, to a landfill in the Cadiz municipality of Los Barrios. Tonnes and tonnes of rubbish have accumulated on the rock of Gibraltar because of Brexit. An agreement with the Commonwealth of Municipalities of Campo de Gibraltar had allowed Gibraltar to dispose of solid urban waste. Um, I'll use the word Gibraltar to obviously alert our English listeners for this one. It was regularly deposited in the Southern Europe Environmental Complex located in the Cadiz um, municipality of Los Barrios, but... The departure of the United Kingdom from the European Union has caused another bureaucratic and social problem in that region. In this case, it's also degenerated into an environmental one since Gibraltar has not been able to dispose of its MSW this year. Um, El Peñon has uh, sent 30,000 tonnes of rubbish to the Los Barrios landfill every year for decades. But since the beginning of 2022, it's piled up 6,000 tonnes of waste on its east face and in the tunnels due to the impossibility of crossing the border. This circumstance has created the risk of the rubbish ending up in the sea, which has motivated the government of Gibraltar to use crushing machinery. And in order to increase storage capacity, that was what they were using. However, this solution has been provisional as has been the authorization of the Spanish Ministry of the Environment necessary for the transfer of the 6,000 tonnes of the waste, which was already beginning to be packed last week. Um, OK, so the question I need to ask straight away is, had you heard about this and did you realise it was such an amount of uh, rubbish that uh, needs to be moved from Gibraltar into Spain? No, no, never, never. I heard of that problem. I heard of problems like, well, um, drugs or trafficking or or the the um, those ships uh, for petrol station ships and things like that. And well, the the usual uh, small troubles in in Gibraltar, but never heard about this this uh, six thousand tons of rubbish. Um, I, I have a friend uh, in, in La Línea, which is close to, to Gibraltar. I, I may phone him and find out uh, what, what's going on, because, uh, no, I've never heard about that. And I, I don't understand uh, exactly what the problem is, because if, if before Brexit the, the rubbish was taken to Los Barrios, well, uh, and, and the idea is to carry on with that, uh, what, what, what was the why, why, why did it stop and why well, are not taking it to various nowadays I would think I don't know by the way uh, but my guess would be that because of Brexit 
people they they make a problem. They 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 probably have had the paperwork so lorries can just come in and out, come in and out of Gibraltar and back into Spain. Uh, but because now they're going to need paperwork, um, you know, suddenly you have a problem which doesn't need to be. You know, as you've quite rightly said, there hasn't been a problem. So why does one automatically have to now appear just because um, of the new situation? But there we are. I think, quite honestly, I think politicians, many of them, are born just to create problems. I don't think they solve them. I think they create them. Um Okay, now another one that maybe uh, you've heard about. There's a courier company called Glovo or Globo, probably uh, Globo is it in in Spaniel? Um, mm-hmm. G L O V O, and uh, the robotics specialist company Gogo Network. And in the coming days, they're launching the first robot delivery service in Spain. Now, these fully automated robots, so no remote driver unless needed, uh, will start to operate between the upmarket neighbourhoods of Goya and Retiro in central Madrid. And when Glovo receives an order, a robot will go to the designated supermarket where the food and other goods that have been ordered by the customer will be prepared and packed into the robot, which will then drive itself to the customer's address and notify them once they arrive. So far, customers, um, for them, it's practically the same as when they usually order food to be delivered, only that instead of opening the door to a human rider, instead there's going to be a robot standing there. The device is electrically powered and rides at a maximum speed of 5 kilometers an hour, about walking pace. It's also relatively small and um, about 80 centimeters high, 80 centimeters long, 40 centimetres wide, weighs around 40 kilogram. For now, it's only going to operate around pedestrian areas and its radius of operations will be of one kilometre. So my question then is, have you heard about it? And if you haven't, how do you fancy phoning up and everything is automated? You don't even speak to a person. The whole thing comes to you with a little robot bringing you some food that's been prepared by other robots. How do you feel about this sort of thing? Well, two, two very different feelings. One of them is, well, sheer, sheer curiosity to, to, to see it, uh, funny in, in a way. Uh, on the other hand, well, uh, it seems that, well, robots are taking over and that... Uh, People, we we don't need to to meet uh, anymore. Uh, we our relationship is 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 uh, going less and less, and and uh, we we keep ourselves more to to our own life, our own homes. Uh, I've i also uh, something similar to that, which apparently is very old, quite old, but for me is is new is. Uh, is Alexa eh? the the robot that that you have at home and and you ask for a song or you ask for the news or you ask for some information? So I mean they are funny things, but uh, by themselves I don't see any harm of them. But is is the the idea of of being so independent of not asking even the the the, the people in the shop could you please take this my to my home? Uh, we we are getting more and more independent, and and I find that uh, very sad actually. So in um, feeling. I, I I don't know whether or not we've spoken to any great depth about the Great Reset, and whether or not uh, you've even read the government website that Spain has, the same as every government has, which tells us quite clearly of changes like this. And we're not really paying attention to it because, quite honestly, um, if you well, have you got, have, do you have Alexis, for example? No, no, no. Uh, uh, I, 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 I go to a house where they have it, and well, I find it very funny. And well, uh, but I don't have it myself. No, okay. No. Well, when you find it funny, if I said to you. Do you realise that Alexis must always be listening to everything that's being said in your friend's house? 
How do you feel about that? Do you think that's anything to worry about? Oh, oh well, that's that's a good question. That's a good question. Well, <laughs> no, I didn't think about that, but yes, well, uh, people um, are also worried about uh, speaking on the phone or, or, or even speaking where the phone is, if, if the phone is listening to us and sending the information somewhere else. No, in that sense, I I have no secrets to hide, so I I am not worried about myself. But obviously, I understand your point, and uh, well, that could be a big thing, definitely. Well, the mm -hmm. point the point for me is that there's a lot of people don't realise that everything that we're living through at the moment is all part of a big reset. It's not. This is not a theory. This is not my idea. It's actually written onto the website of every country who are part of this great reset. And nobody seems to even be bothered to read what we're being told is going to happen. So, you know, um, in England, they call it being woke, um, which everything has to be totally right, politically correct. And, um, you know, everything now has to be done in a certain robotic like way. And so therefore, these are the, the, the ways that it will start by people who basically don't realize that Alexis is listening to every single word that you say. And unfortunately, while it might be funny, um, it's also very dangerous because there are certain trigger words that the autom auto automated um, equipment can use and then listen very carefully. And it's being used, we must talk about this at some time in the future, in the classrooms. Artificial intelligence is being used and trialled already in China, whereby they'll talk about mummy and mummy and uh, daddy and daddy as opposed to mummy and daddy. And then they'll talk about it with the children and the automated um, equipment then will scan the faces of the children to see if there's anybody that's resisting this change. And then if, then, if they are resisting the change, they'll be sent to places to be reprogrammed. Now, these are the dangers of what people, on when they're, when they're all happy with the football, and I love my football as well, but if we're not careful, there's a lot of changes coming that won't be about football. Uh, they'll be about um, how you're allowed to live and how we're all allowed to interact with each other. I find that very worrying. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I understand that uh, uh, we are always somehow controlled by, by all these these things. I, I told you I don't have uh, um, um, Alexa, but I do have Strava and I have uh, Google Maps. And obviously, uh, they know where they go. I, they, they know uh, when I go running or when I go cycling there what I do so definitely uh, that that could be a risk somebody could could see where I go what I do and and follow me or yeah definitely there there we we are uh, somehow on one hand we we are very worried about those um, uh, protection protect data protection that you cannot uh, ask many things because of data protection you cannot give us somebody's telephone number or or, or somebody, somebody's account number. But on the other hand, we, we let uh, all those machines know mm, our most intimate uh, actions. So, yeah, definitely it can be very, very worrying. I agree with you. Absolutely, because the minute you've been to a restaurant, if you've got your phone and you then went back to your phone and you've not even used your phone, what comes next is an advert. And it will be something relating to w where the place is or what the restaurant has been or something that you've done in the restaurant. Uh, yes, I think um, it's very, very alarming. But for now, we have come to the end of our hour. So I've got our music, uh, our, our music coming along to uh, just tell us that it's time to vacate. Um, it's been lovely to talk to you again, Emilio. Have you enjoyed what we've talked about? Yes, I have very much. Uh, the only problem is where, when, when, when you read the articles, sometimes I, I miss uh, a part of, of the news. So 
I don't know if, if my opinion is, is being, um, well, in, in accordance with, with the article, but yes, I do enjoy uh, talking to you and, and giving my opinion about these things, because definitely we are living in a very, very interesting world, very dangerous, but definitely very, very interesting to, to, to be part of it. Okay, well, I'm going to say goodbye, but if you'll stay on the line for a second, I'll come straight back to you. Okay.